When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. morning everybody welcome back to another episode of sunday coffee i'm sorry i didn't get the thumbnail up and kind of get all that stuff situated a few minutes earlier um <laughs> i'm gonna be honest i'm a bum i'm a bum <laughs> i slept in a little bit today uh wife and i went out last night a little bit late and uh i had uh not a few too many drinks but i had two drinks and it was a long day yesterday but we'll get into that um, I want to talk about nihilism and meaning, which I feel like a lot of people kind of miss the mark on nihilism. Um, and I do too, to a large degree, but um, I think it'll be interesting. So I'm not sure exactly how long the show will go. Oh, good morning, figs. Good to see you, brother. Hope you're well. Um, but yeah, I just want to shoot the shit with everybody and kind of let everybody know what's going on. And uh, yeah, it'll be a good show. Um, as you can see, I kind of got like my mechanic attire on the old man's shop and then uh my snap on gear so i guess without further ado oh links below <laughs> tiger fitness lmnt and also fox and sons coffee which i am drinking right now we're going a little hardcore black coffee so uh yeah guys let's uh let's do this what is up everybody my name is kyle matovic i am the host of the in liberty and health podcast where we talk all things liberty health and wellness and beyond my hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty, physical, and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica, so... If that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. One more time. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Good morning. If you got your coffee, good morning. I even forget what uh, brand of Fox and Sons or whatever uh, roast this is from Fox and Sons, but it's good. Um, it's good black. It took me a while to get used to drinking black coffee. I remember when I was in college um i started drinking coffee pretty frequently we had a coffee machine there and nobody liked the coffee but i would just get it black and um i actually always thought it was pretty good people didn't like it but you know i i kind of got used to stuff tasting like shit after a while um it took me a few years to get used to drinking alcohol without making a face and now i kind of brag about that when i go out with people i can do a shot of whiskey and be perfectly fine um last night i had DeWars for the first time. I had them do a double DeWars on the rocks, which actually was pretty good. Um, 
the lady made me a Jameson old fashioned and she just used sugar instead of simple syrup, which simple syrup, I believe is just supposed to be like water and uh, sugar mixed together. It literally just tasted like water to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. My wife doesn't like Jameson because she says it. Uh, she had a bad experience with it once, but I think uh, most people probably watch this probably have an experience where they um, drank a certain alcohol and they didn't like it. Um, so what the hell am I on about today about nihilism and meaning? Well, I wanted to define nihilism for everybody and um, we'll kind of go from there. So um, nihilism is the rejection of all religious and moral principles and the belief that life is meaningless. Um, do I wholeheartedly embrace that? No. <laughs> um, I actually think religion is a pretty good thing for a lot of people. Um, I am not religious. People know that. Um, and if people have seen me on Twitter, I've gone to bat against religious people, not because of their religion, but because of the beliefs and the, um, the trying to force fit everybody into one box, because I don't think you're ever going to get one whole section of any group of people under one umbrella. And I think it's actually better that way. Um, when we talk about immigration and stuff like that, like I'm not the expert on any of this shit, but um, there are questions to be asked about bringing groups of different people from different cultures, from different countries over to this country that may not share the same inherent values and may not have the same work ethic and may not view society and the way society should be structured as a whole. Um, there's definitely questions to be asked about whether we should be encouraging that. Um, my view on it is that we should encourage people who are willing to assimilate to the culture and are willing to maintain the culture that we've built, or at least that we once had um, into this country, not on, you know, huge numbers, unmitigated, but, you know, obviously we're far from a libertarian utopia, but the situation that we got going on now is completely unsustainable. But um, what does this have to do with nihilism? Um, nihilism, when I think about nihilism, I think about, you know, meaninglessness and people just kind of saying, fuck it and doing whatever. And I think anybody that knows me probably knows that's not my MO. But um, to think about it in a little bit of a different way, and I'm all about thinking about things in a useful way. Um, there was a post on Twitter and, you know, maybe we'll bring it up because it's probably worth, um, a decent bit of conversation. Let me get to it here. It might take me a minute. So I apologize if this takes me a little bit longer than absolutely necessary. Here we go. I'll do a share screen. So that way we can, uh, kind of have a little bit more of a conversation about this. And I'll go over here. So this had been making the rounds from an account called Lilith Atheist. And yes, I know this is a total troll account. And it's kind of funny because what you always see people do is they'll see these troll accounts. And the first thing they want to do is say, oh, my God, look, and it confirms all their biases. And I am not above this. I am 100% not above this. And neither all of you, <laughs> because I've seen everybody ratioing this, quote, tweeting it, and just throwing red meat to their audience. That's what we're supposed to do. Sorry, sip of the coffee. So for those just listening, the picture is you have two piles and uh, two people. Um, on the left is religion and it says, I know everything. And it's a picture of a person sitting on top of one book, which um, if you're, <laughs> if you don't understand the premise, then it's basically that a person thinks that they know everything because they're religious. Um, I'm not saying I agree with this because I don't, 
And on the other side is a person who has like a hook that's on top of a bunch of books and it says science and it says, I don't know enough. Um, basically what this is supposed to say is that people who follow science and are atheists because the account is called Lilith Atheists, and I'll read the bio and you'll instantly understand what I'm saying here. Um, <laughs> Lilith underscore atheist, demon and atheist from the depths of hell, former wife of Adam, queen of the dam, too hot to handle, too cold to hold. You can't fuck with the chosen one. This is just clearly trying to stick it right in the eye of religious people just to piss them off. This is some demon put here to get you all wound up. This is literally just a troll account meant to get your reactions and go viral. This is literally what people do on Twitter and what people do on a lot of websites. Um, the fuck, they're probably a bot. And even if they're not, if they, <laughs> I mean, would it look any different? That's always the question that you have to ask. So what you can use this kind of stuff for is a mental model or to explain a dynamic to somebody. Majority of scientists were Christians. What the fuck? Yeah, you know what's funny is that, like, and this was kind of my whole point, Figs, is that, like, I don't see the purpose of exclusivity in this regards. Um, so, you know what? I'll, I'll go on to read my tweet because I, this is just the way that I interpret this. Um, I get why people are throwing stones at this. Nobody has all the answers. Seems to me like religion for people is in a constant struggle to become closer to Christ or whatever the religious ideal is with all due respect. And I, when I said that, I don't mean that in like a way of, oh, you know, with all due respect. No, it's literally like, I think people who are religious are constantly trying to make themselves better in the eyes of who they see as their savior, right? So if you are Christian and figs, you can correct me in the chat if I'm incorrect, but like, if you're Christian then your goal is always to become more Christ-like, right? So therefore you pray, you repent, and you do things that are more Christ-like in pursuit of truth and in pursuit of making yourself more Christ-like. That is a very honorable thing, and that's why I view religious or religion as a very positive thing for a lot of people because it makes people the, the overall effect is that people encourage and do more healthy behaviors to make themselves better, and that gives them a better life as a result of religion. All right, thanks, Figs. Um, now, when it comes to science, science should be at its best the ongoing struggle to find truth. Science in reference to data is a tool that you can use to make your life better. I'll always defend science, use or um, defend using science to do that. So, my purpose in saying that is that, like, now after 2020, and I completely understand people's reaction to this, but like, they heard trust the science for an entire year when you were told wear a mask, don't wear a mask take the certain medical treatment from 2020 and 2021 and you'll you won't get covid um it, you won't spread it and all these other blatant lies to be completely honest with you um and they say okay well then we should throw science out as a whole well no it's just that this specific science was not useful to apologies um this particular science was not useful to you or your life um we all know that lockdowns didn't work i mean that was pretty clear to me from the beginning apologies um when you had everybody freaking out about sweden including trump and all the leftists all freaked out because sweden didn't lock down okay well then you look after a couple months and it turns out they pretty much you know they took a brunt of their deaths from that certain sickness the beer bug um they took a brunt of their deaths pretty quickly but then they sharply dropped off and then they got rid of the beer bug pretty quick um, now, obviously, I'm sure there were still spikes and highs and lows and whatever. A, a disease is going to do what a disease is going to do, right? What the foolhardiness of some people is, is that they thought they could stop Mother Nature, which um, my brother and I were kind of talking about this on the way to Virginia to go pick me up a car. 
And um, if people want to know, I'll tell them. I, I totaled my car a week or two ago, and this was not my fault. And um, completely side tangent, but uh, you know what? Fuck it. We'll go down this uh, road because it's my show, and I'll talk about it if I want to. But uh, having good relationships with people is infinitely more important than any of the political, sociocultural, or anything like that um, discussions that you're going to have. Um, I, I love my dad dearly. Um, not only did he give me the last name that gets me whatever I want, half-heartedly joking, but, um, he was a very, very, is a very, very great person who has always been there for me and always supported me and always made sure that everything for me was taken care of. Science exposed the ineffectiveness and danger of the certain treatment from 2020 and 2021. Yeah, actually there, there are studies that clearly show that now I think where people get carried away is that they'll draw correlation or they'll see died suddenly, or, you know, a person falling over on a football field and say, Oh my God, look, this is killing everybody. Could it be sure? I, I need to see evidence and there is evidence. You can find evidence. I've linked it on my Twitter. If you look up, uh, the word, right uh v-a-c-c-i-n-e on my twitter you'll probably find it um you'll probably find me going to war with people over this because i want us to be accurate look if we're going to be speaking out against certain issues then we have to be accurate about these specific issues to not be dismissed and you may be dismissed anyways but at least you have the, the truth on your side and that's what science is in my mind science is the pursuit of truth but um kind of back to my old man um we, I'm just beyond blessed to have a good dad. And I know that not everybody had the same fortune. I grew up with my dad, but like the having a good family and somebody, I shouldn't just say somebody, but like a good network around you, you cannot put a price on that. And I think I might've talked about it in podcasts before, but if not, I'll rehash it here. Um, part of the reason why I stayed here instead of moving to Florida, not only was the price just ridiculous for me to move from where I live now to Florida, um, the network that I have here of people that I could just call and they'll be here at my house to fix whatever issue I'm having is you just can't put a price on that. Right. And part of that comes with my last name and, you know, just thank God that I was born, you know, I picked the right parents, so to speak, but, um, you know, having a good network around you is very, very important. That's way more important than, you know, understanding all the libertarian theory or understanding all red pill praxeology. If you have a solid network of people, then your life is already leaps and bounds better than whatever information you could really receive. But kind of get back, getting back into science. Um, the reason why I will always defend science is because like, I know what it did for my life personally, when it comes to nutrition sciences. And this is also why I don't follow a lot of social sciences very, very strictly because, um, we have the replication crisis now. And basically it's like, they're having a, a very, very difficult time in a lot of social studies, duplicating their own results with a lot of these social studies. And what, uh, Ryan Stone might say is that like sometimes you might be better off doing the opposite of what a certain study comes to the conclusion of. So when it comes to nutrition sciences, we know that if you enter a caloric deficit, you're going to lose weight. We know that if you take enough exercise bouts, exercise sets sufficiently close to failure, you're going to get a sufficient stimulus to your muscles that's going to encourage them to grow. We know that if you eat sufficient protein, then you're going to put your body into more of a conductive state. You're going to break down less muscle protein than you're going to be building, right? You're going to be in a net positive nitrogen balance because that's what protein is, is nitrogen. So 
using those models and that science of nutrition, you can make your life better by, you know, taking so many sets close enough to failure, you can do enough cardio that you make sure that you're in a caloric deficit to lose body fat or maintenance to, you know, do what's called a body recomposition where you lose fat and gain muscle at the same time, which is what everybody wants, right? You don't want to just lose muscle and fat, you want to lose just fat, right? So you can use these nutrition sciences to make your life better. You know what, while we're here, let me run an ad real quick so I can sip my coffee and you guys can learn about Tiger Fitness. I am stoked to tell you guys about the show's new sponsor. I am now working with MTS Nutrition, which is a brand that I've believed in for a very long time and they run awesome cells and they have awesome products. So um, I want to tell you about their amazing protein powder, which you're going to ask me how many pounds I have of the protein powder and the answer is all of them. So here I got red velvet cake, 25 grams of protein and they have the amino acids and everything on there, 59 servings, peanut butter fluff, uh, fluffernutter, 26 grams of protein, and then also the chocolate chip cookie, which literally has real pieces of chocolate chip cookie in there. So 27 grams of protein, 180. As I've talked about on the show, getting your protein in is very, very important, so make sure you hit that link below and purchase your protein powder through MTS Nutrition. Boom! All right. Yes, go to tigerfitness.com and get your protein from there because I absolutely love their protein powder. I have three five-pound chugs downstairs, uh, vanilla isolate, uh, chocolate isolate, and uh, the chocolate chip cookie. I've probably bought, like, <laughs> no lie, probably about 15 pounds of the chocolate chip cookie protein powder. But anyways, kind of going on that point, you we know through nutrition sciences and, you know, through my own personal experience and hopefully your own personal experience, that if you get sufficient protein, then not only do you increase your body temperature through, you know, thermogenesis, but you also can change your body in a favorable way. Now, if you just say, you know, well, fuck the science, you know, science had led us astray in 2020, which... If you listen to the people that were representing the science, yes, they did. They did completely lead us astray. But we know that this specific science, protein, you know, metabolism, nutrition sciences, will lead you in a good direction. Then, okay, well, F all the COVID science. Let's listen to nutrition science and make our lives better that way. You need to look at this stuff as tools. And how does this relate to nihilism? We'll get there. Um. So this is why I kind of talk about science, why I always say I'll defend science, because once again, we know that if you follow these steps, um, you know, getting sufficient protein, working out and doing all these things, then you'll make your life undoubtedly better. Um, I was 250 pounds a couple of years ago, and now, you know, I lost 70 pounds. Now I did a little bit of a dirty bulk, which I don't recommend to people, but I'm in a pretty good body composition. I'm stronger than I was when I was 250 pounds at, you know, right now, currently 40 pounds lighter. Um, but I also feel and look a lot better. And that's because I understood science and I listened to people who are much, much more knowledgeable than me on these topics. And in turn, I use that information to make my life better. So what does this have to do with nihilism, though? Well, <laughs> we also know that, you know, I, I was arguing with people on Twitter today about uh, tariffs and specifically like the tariffs on China, because we always hear that, you know, China's the greatest threat. China can take over the world and China's going to, I don't know, insert line here. They're going to nuke America and you're going to be speaking Mandarin, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, 
Funny side note, when I talked to uh, Liam Cosgrove, which you should totally go check out that podcast because he's awesome. He's a really, really smart dude. Very, very well read. And he works for the Gray Zone. Apologies. <laughs> he also worked for the Epic Times. And uh, he also confronts like congressmen about a lot of this stuff. Um, we were talking about Israel and China. And one thing that I noticed, and I have to give credit to Robbie Martin for this, um, pretty much anything that right wingers and even like left wingers nail china on you could pretty much say israel is actually guilty of and china usually isn't guilty of so people say that oh china's spying on us through tiktok um is there like small cases that that's true yes but uh we also know that <laughs> israel had literally had a company that ran a lot of like the phone lines in the white house and what they actually did was wiretap bill clinton when he was having phone sex with monica Lewinsky. That's a fact. <laughs> People say that, uh, you know, China is trying to undermine and destroy the U.S. Okay, we'll back. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. in 2001 i posted the stats that i said that if you i want to make sure i get this right for you guys and i'm being dead on accurate uh where is it uh, did you know that china had a secret front company that its employees watched and cheered as 9-11 happened google urban moving systems 9-11 to find out about this chinese plot to support terrorism um, <laughs> which if any, anybody who follows me, hopefully ha knows what I'm referring to. And if you don't, then you actually Googled it and found out what it was. If you Google urban moving systems, nine 11, you'll find out that it was actually an Israeli company that had people watching as nine 11 happened. And as the buildings hit the twin towers and they cheered and celebrated. Also, if you Google dancing Israelis, you'll find the same thing. Um, it was literally an Israeli company that was watching as the two 
you know, as the planes hit the Twin Towers back on September 11th, 2001. It wasn't China. It was Israel. <laughs> there were some people that just didn't Google it. And it's kind of funny. We live in the too long didn't regeneration where like literally if you give people everything they need to know or you just have to have them take one extra step, they're so lazy they won't even do that. Or you could also say that it's because they trust the person they're listening to and assume that they wouldn't have them go on a wild goose chase, which this wild goose chase isn't really a wild goose chase. But if you did just take that one further step, you would see, oh, he was trying to get me to think about something. Um, one thing that we discussed on cognitive vigilance, which I actually really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, if you go to Thursday night show, which I streamed on this YouTube channel to my Facebook and um if you go on cognitive vigilance youtube channel we had a discussion with uh nuclear cadillo who's been on this show i've been on his show and then he did my other show he, he's an awesome dude really really enjoy talking to him really good friend of mine now um we talked about the phrase she's not yours it's just your turn now a lot of people might hear that and think oh that's so brash what do you mean women are women aren't property you know whatever comes to your mind when you hear that um it's not necessarily about you don't or you know you owning your wife or not owning your wife or you know your wife's going to leave you immediately your wife or girlfriend whatever you want to say and insert whatever phrase for woman that you're seeing right now it's not necessarily about that it's about the mental state if you incorporate this mental model into your life well what's the result if you say she's not yours it's just your turn and you think about that then you realize that if whatever woman you're incorporating in your life can leave you at any time, can do whatever she wants, is completely independent of you, then what will that encourage you to do? If you really like this person, then you're going to consistently work out to impress them. You're going to try to make their life better. You're going to try to make your life better so that way they stick around because nobody wants to be with a bum. And you'll enjoy all the little moments and everything that you do together as a result of that. So she's not yours. It's just your turn. Isn't necessarily a 100% true statement at all times, but it's a useful mental model that will get you to do the right thing. How does this relate to nihilism? Well, if you look at a lot of stuff as tools and as your life almost as like a coloring book, then you can almost fill in the meaning, right? you can give your life its own meaning and where does this kind of cross over with religion too i was going back and forth with somebody um specifically on that tweet that i read to you and i want to read some of the responses because i thought this was really really interesting and it kind of got me thinking um a little bit as well oh i apologize i should have kept that up um so i had a friend of mine a follower kind of come back to me and say, you've mentioned that praying doesn't cure diabetes because I had said, um, so someone had said, but science limits you to the material and there are answers you might seek that are immaterial. Plus inherent in many faiths is the idea that celebration of humility. In my Christian faith, we started with all of us being sinners who err. Um, there is no place for arrogance. And you know, what's funny is I actually completely agree with that. We are imperfect beings who don't know everything, myself included. So therefore, we should constantly be in a struggle to learn more and do better and improve ourselves. This is why I don't see religion and science as like mutually exclusive. 
Um, as Fig said earlier, I'll pull his comment up again, but the majority of scientists were Christians. Um, now, I don't necessarily say this like pushback on that comment, but you know, also like a majority of the religious people in the world do consider, excuse me, uh, consider themselves Christians. Um, is that a good or a bad thing? I don't know. For you to decide. Um, I, I think that's just largely because I, I don't know that much about religion, but my understanding is I think Christianity is the oldest religion in the world. And also there's a lot of people who just consider themselves Christian and may just be like casual people who don't go to church, but they just say, yeah, I believe in God and I'm a Christian because of that. Um, but uh, I had replied to that comment that I was reading earlier and said, and there are answers that you seek that are material or material. I can't pray diabetes away. This is why I think the exclusivity is dumb. And that's true. If you think that just praying is going to magically cure your diabetes, will it? It can. I can't, I cannot say that it can't because there are things that happen that I can't explain. And could you say there's a scientific explanation for it? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> could you say there is a religious explanation for it? Sure. I don't know. But that being said, if you think just once again, praying every day without going to the gym, trying to improve your lifestyle, taking insulin or using technological advances that may ease the symptoms of your diabetes um, to cure it, then you're probably not going to cure your diabetes by just prayer alone. Now, if you go to the gym and you try to lose weight and you start eating better, then more than likely you're going to put your diabetes in a remission. Do I know it's going to cure it? I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But I can say I've seen enough people and heard enough stories where people had changed their diet, went on a carnivore diet, did flexible dieting, um, incorporated fasting, did whatever source of nutritional change into their life and had put their um, diabetes in a remission. Faith without works is dead. Well, yeah, exactly. And I really, 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 really want to like this comment. So I'm, I'm going to read this one more time. Faith without works is dead. Um, this is kind of what I was saying a little bit earlier in the beginning of the podcast is that um, if you're religious, then in my mind, you should be doing things that make you more Christ-like and make you um, make your life better and make those around you lives better. And if you're using science, at least in my mind correctly, then you're doing essentially the same thing. Am I saying science and religion are the same thing? No, absolutely not. Because once again, I don't know enough about religion and I definitely don't know enough about science. Do I read a lot of science? Do I listen to a lot of people who are scientists? Yes, absolutely. But there's a whole world of these things that I just do not understand. And that's okay. Um, I, I think part of the humility in both is understanding that you don't know everything. And I think what a lot of religious people might say is that, okay, well, I fill in the gaps of things that I don't know with religion and say that being closer to God is going to fill me with more knowledge and I'm going to learn more as I become more Christ-like. I think it's a very, very useful mental model. And I think that's more than likely going to make your life better. If you saying, I don't know enough about the human body and physiology or whatever, or psychology or relationships. So I'm going to read more science and incorporate these things as tools into my life. Um, and your life becomes better as a consequence of that. That's a good thing. So this is what I mean. Like, I don't see the purpose of exclusivity between these two things. 
So I actually, I don't want to say I argued or debated this person. His name's Caleb uh, at Nullify the Fed. I really enjoyed this conversation, actually. Um, I said, uh, read the last sentence again. And just to kind of be clear, um, he said, you've mentioned that praying doesn't cure diabetes. Are you dismissing miracles altogether? Or are you simply acknowledging your reliance on science instead? And that was a reply to me saying, um, you can't pray diabetes way. I said, read the last sentence again. I will say that a miracle in curing diabetes is a lot more likely if you're exercising and watching your diet. Um, praying won't hurt, but I have a million times more faith that you can put diabetes into remission by healthy lifestyle than prayer alone. Um, which kind of goes to Fig's point one more time. Faith without works is dead. Um, once again, if you're just praying and you're not doing anything else, can you cure diabetes? I don't know. I'm sure there's probably people who have done it, but I'm going to say that if you're walking, if you're watching your diet, you're exercising and praying, the likelihood that your diabetes is going to go away probably goes up tenfold. Um, and we kind of went back and forth and um, he said, I understand your point about exclusivity. While we agree on truths and science, um, he cited a Bible verse, Corinthians uh, three sixteen to 17, promoting a healthy lifestyle. Do you also hold equal faith, the potential for divine intervention? Is it possible for a cripple to walk again? And I replied, yes, I absolutely don't have an explanation for everything. Um, and anyone who does is simply try or is probably trying to sell you something. I've never experienced or seen divine intervention, but I'm far from omnipotent. Um, I just don't think a divine intervention is always an explanation either. And we kind of went back and forth on the same line. And like I said, I actually thought this is a really, really good conversation. I think it's something that like needs to happen a lot more often because I think this is a very, very necessary thing. So, um, Hey, Hunter S. Thompson was not a Christian, far from it, but he had a quote that is extremely relevant to Christians in this conversation. Call on God, but row away from the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, you and Figs' comment um, are both spot on. Um, basically, this whole podcast encircles the idea that, like, you need to put in the work yourself, whether you're religious or an atheist. And I'm not particularly in either camp. Um, over the years, I would say that I used to be a little bit more of an agnostic atheist. I would say I probably err more towards like an agnostic theist, but I don't claim to have knowledge because um, in my personal life, I've never seen anything that would make me conclude that there is or isn't a God. Um, I just don't have that knowledge. All the things that I've seen in my life, I could usually chalk up to some kind of explanation. And it's funny because my wife and I have this conversation. It's not like we go to fucking bats over it, but she, I believe is a Protestant. And she said that she's seen more than enough things in her life that convince her that God is real and makes her believe. Well, once again, to circle back to this whole conversation, what I've said already a million times is that I think religion is good for her because she's seen enough things in her life that make her believe God is real. And in consequence, her life is a lot better because of it. Um, people may call this consequentialism. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not the philosophy dude. Leave that to somebody else who reads a lot more philosophy. I'm just the dude who reads research and has conversations with people um, in pursuit of truths and pursuit of ideas that will hopefully make people's lives better and maybe give them a little bit more information that they didn't have before. Um, so once again, what does this have to do with nihilism? I think you could probably be a nihilist and say that like, okay, well, everything I'm doing right now doesn't necessarily mean anything. So I can color in all the lines here and say that all of these things make my life better and give my life 
more purpose in regards that I'm going to enjoy my time on this rock a lot more. It's not up to me to change your mind and make you believe all these models or preach red pill or libertarianism. I, I can't do that. I can't make you believe these things, but I can give you the information. Hopefully it makes your life better as a consequence of it. Um, I had somebody on Twitter kind of come at me and say that, like, I don't know enough about libertarianism. And you're right. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you straight up. You are right. I don't know enough about libertarianism. But when have I ever claimed that I'm the perfect epitome of libertarian? I'm not. I'm not the perfect ambassador for libertarianism, Murray Rothbard, or whatever libertarian idol you want to think. Because I don't, that's not my job. I'm not the guy who's going to bring libertarianism to the masses. I said from the beginning, I wanted to bring more health-minded people to libertarianism through these conversations by kind of having an audience of both. And I wanted to bring more libertarians to health-minded people by having an audience of both. And I enjoy talking about foreign policy. I enjoy talking about red pill and relationships because I think those things are also very, very important. And as a consequence of being more healthy, um, you're going to improve your relationships. As you improve your relationships, you're going to be more free because you're going to have a network of people that make your life better and make you less reliant on a government or a state. Is this going to completely nullify the government, nullify the Fed or anything like that? Probably not, but a consequence of hopefully the information I've given, the conversations I've had, and the ideas that I talk about on here, hopefully your life is better or you can incorporate these things and your life's changed because of it. Am I saying that my podcast is going to change your life? No. <laughs> but once again, it's to put the ideas out there and hopefully you think about things in a different way and you can consider a different perspective. Um, and I think that's what like we need to look at podcasts and this whole internet sphere as. Um, we should be having fun with it. We should enjoy our time on this rock and we should do things that we generally find meaningful and now is this to say to be hedonistic no because like if you're hedonistic all the time then you're gonna end up eating chocolate cake and <laughs> getting fat as could be and probably getting stds whatever right you should have some reasonable restraints on your behavior because there are um you know delaying gratification does bring a greater tomorrow more often than not if you spend all your money right now and just completely run your dick into the ground then you're not going to have a longer life because you know you completely wore yourself out now um you know exercise is a good example of delayed gratification and people might not think that but like if you deadlift 500 pounds or you're able to deadlift 500 pounds for a long enough period of time with good form and consistently and consistency then a consequence of that is that you have a higher metabolic rate because you've achieved you've given yourself more lean mass and then you're also going to live longer because we know that more lean mass correlates to overall longevity because if you look at the research when it comes to grip strength and longevity, um, if you have greater grip strength, then you're less likely to suffer from a fall. You're less likely to be sedentary and bedridden and die an early death because you have more strength. So what denialism and meaning have to do with each other? If nothing matters in your life or nothing matters in the meta, then you know what you touch, taste, feel, and what works for you and improves your life is what can make meaning for you. 
if you incorporate mental point of origin, which is a red pill concept, but I think it's a very, very useful concept for all people to incorporate in their lives, then you can focus on what makes your life better and how to best aim your life in pursuit of that. So if nothing matters, then you can decide what matters and how to live your life according to those terms. This is why I think religion is a good thing, circling back to an earlier concept. But I think religion is a good thing because a lot of people, if they believe in a God and they believe that there are consequences for their actions on this planet, and they believe that being good to people um, is going to lead them to the afterlife and give them you know, eternal life and happiness, that's good for me. If believing in nutrition sciences gets them leaner, jacked, more tan, you know, or as a coworker would say, lumpy and brown, I think that's a pretty damn good thing too. So basically my takeaway here is that like, if you're going to do whatever you're going to do, I cannot change people's minds. I cannot change people's lives. I cannot do anything for other people if they're not willing to do for themselves. If nothing matters and nobody cares that you're sad, nobody cares that you're happy, you might as well just enjoy whatever the fuck you're going to enjoy and do the best you can do for you because it's going to make your life better and say fuck everybody else. <laughs> so I know there's a little bit of shorter of a uh, Sunday coffee. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Um, a Common Crown just put our single out 16 days ago, Cry. Make sure you go check that out. Um, this week is going to be a little bit of an interesting week. Uh, I think Thursday, I have Scott Horton coming back on to talk about Russiagate, which I think is going to be a really, really fun podcast. I haven't done a debunking propaganda episode other than my first one talking about China buying up all the farmland. Uh, I have Nick from the, I think it's the Revolutionary Socialist Network coming on on Wednesday. I'll have to give you guys a specific time for that, but I believe 7 p.m. EST on Wednesday. And we're probably going to talk about most like foreign policy stuff. I think it'll be a really, really interesting conversation. Um, don't know who Cognitive Vigilance podcast um, is going to have on Thursday night. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, 5 till midnight. That's always fun. We just talk shit and roast each other for about an hour. And uh, yeah, I think that's all I got, guys. I appreciate everybody hanging out with me on Sunday morning. One more time, good morning. I think I got a little bit more coffee. And if not, then I have a ton of coffee sitting on the pot downstairs. So um, I hope you guys all have a fantastic week. Um, I can't believe the first month of 2024 is already almost gone. This year is probably going to go by just as fast as 2023 did. I swear that you're just like, I blinked and it was gone. So um, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And until next time, take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.